Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse. We're at Conduit Coffee as usual. And we have a friend with us today, Brock New from Western Texas. And I don't know anything about you, Brock, other than you roast coffee and you've been hanging out with Jesse. So yeah. Jesse's going to talk a bunch. I don't even and know so that much you. about West Texas. It is West Texas, right? Yeah, West Texas. Yeah, Abilene in particular. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your company? So uh, I am a roaster for Key City Coffee. Soon to hopefully be a partner there. We'll see. Um, so we're a really small coffee roaster. Roast of like four pound batches at a time, and we roast like two days a week. So cool. We're in a small town, small demands, and trying to educate people. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of challenges. I mean, I think that's that's really why I wanted to invite you on here, is just to talk about the challenges and how different your world of coffee is versus our little hipster world along, you know. Yeah, this is like Mecca. Like, there's right. not a bad cup of coffee. Well, and, no. and the, the worlds of what most people are used to, which, you know, right. Starbucks roasting millions of pounds a year. But then also the similarities and kind of just that common oh, yeah. denominator is coffee. So you've been hanging out in the studio. You came up here from, from Texas yeah. and your wife's in a conference in Seattle. Yeah. And so I called, I called a couple weeks ago and was like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Could I come by? And usually what I get is like a slam door, like, no, get out of here. Like, <laughs> keep your trash elsewhere and then you're like no come by and like I was spending like 20 minutes and next thing you know it's like four hours you close like two and I'm here like 5 30 yeah so it's yeah. Been awesome it's yeah been great. that was on Tuesday and that's really what we love and that's kind of part of just what I love most about coffee is sharing this experience and, and it's fun and learning more too about what other people are doing and all the the challenges I mean it's sort of relieving to know that you're not alone out there and <laughs> that it's just coffee and you really love it but that's the real reason we do this podcast. I mean, we might hate each other, but you don't say no to anything. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> I know every Thursday you're here. I gotta get that key away from you. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I think it, I think it's really cool, and I'm you know we're happy to share it. And plus, you have a lot of great questions. Um, well, you're hanging out well, with Francis when, when roasting today. When you're ignorant, you have a lot of questions, right? Right. So, but uh, I know Francis enjoyed showing you the roasting I mean, and stuff like that. I'd say when you're wise, you have a lot of questions. Plenty of ignorant people who have no questions. If you're a wise, That's ignorant person, ignorant. you have a lot of questions. <laughs> right. So I'm a wise, ignorant person. There you go. <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> so what's the biggest difference you see between, oh, let's just start with the coffee culture in Abilene versus... Well, it's um, kind of weird. So Abilene's a college town. So you have like either like, no offense to any Abilinians who probably aren't listening to this, but you have either like really old people or like college students. Mm-hmm. So you have like, Folgers drinkers and like they've been drinking Folgers since like it was like in a tin can um, like forever or you have like caution to they like want just caffeine or like they're snooty right and so this is kind of weird weird place to be so are there like, specialty shops there uh we're growing there yeah so like okay. we have like monks which is like our main like the coffee shop and then we have a couple other places that are kind of right. raising quality overall like Allison has owned it for two years now and she's like bought a new machine has RO water like has done it right right um so i think overall quality is being raised and you know it's raising yeah yeah i mean i think we see that all over the place i'm from colorado and you know just that spread of coffee that is maybe you know fewer roasters but the quality level is still basically there and people understand you know water science and whatnot yeah. and get into it well, like, I don't think I don't think anyone in Abilene's uh, like doing anything with like adding back minerals or anything like that. I think they're mostly just like we have really hard water, right? And just take, taking taking out like out. all the calcium because right. if not, you're tested. Yeah, our friend in Vegas, um, I mean, they're 
water system because they basically have to bring it all the way down to distilled water and then add everything yeah. back because the huh. quality is so terrible there. We're definitely doing an episode on water soon. Yeah, we need to. Anyways, Count me out. We need just, to bring I in. swim and drink it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that earlier with just the water quality in Seattle and what our tap water is like here. I mean, another well, thing. Phenomenal. Part of the Mecca is also just the fact that we have our own dedicated watershed based off of glaciers up in the mountains. And same it's, with Denver. It adds but, to the, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but just we've had discussions of why coffee seems to, like, good coffee seems to have originated from Seattle. And there just seems to be this this combination of mostly environ, like good environmental factors. Like the general atmosphere and weather conditions of this area year-round are really conducive to storing green coffee. Yep. And there's good natural water. And a lot of cloudy days when yeah, you just yeah, want to yeah. hide yeah, inside and read a book. That's what I was going to think. Cloudy yeah. days and like... But there are other fresh. places. Our sales go up in the, in the spring when people start expanding and, and get out there more, you know. Cafes are bustling and people yeah. are buying a lot more cold brew and stuff like that. I mean, our coldest, wettest month, February this year, is always our slowest sales-wise. Mm. People just don't want to go to their cafe. Cafes are, yeah, cafes are a little bit more consistent. I think there's the lull after the holidays. And I don't know. Do you guys have holidays in, at, in Texas? There? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do celebrate oh, things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this time of year is definitely slower overall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are your plans this summer? I mean, you guys are, how, how old is... is we are two years. Okay. Yeah. Remind yeah. me of the name. Key City Coffee. Key City Coffee. Yeah, which is like I guess an old That's school a... name for Abilene. Okay. Because like it's a joke in Texas, which I don't know, but it's like all roads lead through Abilene. <laughs> don't really know if it's true, but it's, it's kind of what you you come from is, good, is Key City good Coffee. Joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice Instagram handle too. We're looking at that. Oh yeah. We we try and work on that. It's not like our top priority it needs to be, but right. we're a thousand followers as you told us. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. Uh, there you go, yeah. Um, I mean, for us, Instagram is just one of those things that we really connect with the greater coffee community and you kind of put your foot forward as far as what yeah. skill you have and some simple marketing that's basically free. That's true. That's uh, true. And for us, it helps us like let people know where it's fresh and where to right. pick it up. So. Exactly. Palace so you, Coffee is who I was trying to remember. Palace? Palace. Have you been to Palace? I've not been to Palace. Uh, Amarillo, I think, where they originated. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I've heard of them. So they're like four hours from us. Okay. Yeah. Like it just gets flatter and flatter. So like we're flat and they're like, they're really flat. Yeah. You can say like 12 miles on like a tin can and you can say like 25 when you go there. It's interesting seeing specialty coffee uh, kind of grow in a place like, like Texas. Yeah. Uh, I've had this discussion with, with people before, uh, mostly in terms of looking at the whole country. But um, if you go to other places like Australia has a really evolved specialty coffee scene. Um, and I went there a couple of years ago, and one of the most common responses I got when I told people I came from Seattle is they're like, oh, you must be really happy to be here. We have amazing coffee. Oh, yeah, you must be. You, you bet you wish we had what we had. And I'm just <laughs> like, um, I don't know why you're saying that, but okay. You, you guys are doing a good job. I do like your beaches. But, <laughs> I mean, the thing is they have, I mean, their, their whole country is concentrated into a few areas. Yeah. And so it like certainly makes it's specialty coffee, I think, needs like really high population concentration when you're spread out. It's much harder to, to get this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, and then you but get that's it. that kind of paradox then, because you'd think that there would be more solidarity in the coffee community. Yeah. Um, I mean, where I come from in Boulder, there's it's a very friendly town. A lot of people know each other. So there's a very friendly relationship between a lot of the roasters and a lot of openness. Mm -hmm. um, 
And my understanding was Denver was sort of the same way, that there wasn't a lot of, they didn't feel like there was a lot of competition because there's, you know, a dozen roasters in the whole city. Yeah. And, you know, there's no need to really compete. But it sounds like it's different other places. That, yeah, I think. Is it because it's so new that just. I, I honestly have no clue because in, in, in other industries I've been around, it's. Kind of yeah. open book, like yeah, come on by. Because you work with breweries too. Yeah, yeah. So, so are breweries more open there, or are yeah, they all totally. just drunk and, no. and quiet? The, uh, <laughs> Texas people are never drunk and quiet. It, it never happens. <laughs> if they're drunk, they're loud. Yeah. I'm um, picturing that Pee Wee Herman scene, like when he's at the phone booth and he's like, "Scars at night, <laughs> big and bright." And the whole crowd. I think one of the main challenges that that the coffee industry has to has to address that other industries don't have is just how uh, ingrained into um, into culture and people's lives coffee is oh, yeah. like you grow up knowing what it is and almost everyone's mom drinks coffee right but and, then how little you actually that's why, know about and, it and you brought that up a little bit in how you observe like your area is old people who yeah. drink Folgers and of course <laughs> of the the challenge you're juggling with is what people think they know they want and what they think they expect versus what things actually are and what you can provide them right and there's it's just this huge gap of you can't just say you can't just tell people what to do you have to figure out how to get them to discover uh all the goodness i don't know if i'm making sense there no it makes sense but it's hard i mean we talked about a little bit just strategies what do you do with leftover coffee you know and and i tend to just give it away because that's how people find out about your coffee yeah, which I really love. I love that. You just kind of have to, otherwise you pay for marketing and then still give it away and also hire somebody <laughs> to do that marketing job. So, you know, so it's fun. You know, we always say like the first bump for free and we get, you know, neighbors that come back and we're like, man, that was really good. You know, and they've just, they've never had fresh coffee roasted that fresh and never come seen the roaster and, yeah. and had that connection. So that's why the open houses for us has been so successful. Um, not because they're particularly busy or huge sales day, but because it's always a focal point for people to come here. Yeah, that's something that we're looking into. Right now, like, our roastery is, like, in... It used to be a prep kitchen for... A, a restaurant that's doing really well for our town, but, like, like think, like, a taco, like, drive through place, like, 200 square feet. Not place you, like, want to hang out. Or, like, like right. oh, yeah, we roast coffee here, because people are like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go wash my hands now. Like yeah. it's just in a real kind of desolate part of town that mm. no one drives by. So we're, we're we're about to move, and we're excited to start having people in. Be like, yeah, here's where we do things at. It's clean. It looks great. Right. But, That'll be exciting. And it's the, in the, it's in a. Can yeah, I say it's, it? it's yeah. You can <laughs> say it. Yeah, it, it's in. It's going to be in a, in a part of a a brewery that's opened up that is also raising bar quality overall, and so it should be a good kind of fitting. Yeah, good pair. What you're describing of, of the, your business, m mostly the size of it reminds me of uh, there's a there's a little cafe which has a roaster attached to it here, Bantu. Um, the roaster's Heart H A R T, um, and they roast on a little. How small is their roaster? It's like a pound, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, and uh, should probably make sure before we put that on the air. Well, I don't care if I'm wrong. <laughs> He's such a nice guy. You Do you hear me, so. Carlos? <laughs> Carlos and Matt? Yeah. I don't care if I'm wrong. <laughs> I, think, I think your roaster looks nice, Matt. I um, think it's a good size. No, they do They do really good work. But one of the challenges they ran across as, as, as they gained in popularity is um, 
keeping up with the needed demands of the cafe with how much they're able to roast. And they got into this trap of they would roast and have to immediately serve the coffee, which um, it wasn't obviously, I mean, it wasn't coming out. Yeah. Like you, they weren't able to pull the best shots that they could, but they didn't have any choice because um, they, they weren't able to keep up with the, the demand in the roasting schedule. They have figured it out since then. Right. Um, but that was a that was an odd. They have a two and a half kilo Diedrich. Two and a half kilo Diedrich. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that's five pounds. Five pounds. Okay. So I mean, yeah. about what you guys are roasting. Um, anyways, it's definitely. I mean, for us right now, we're still building our our accounts and, and who I was using it. So there are definitely times where like we talked about this earlier today, where orders come in like super late or. Oh, yep. yeah, we forgot to call you. And, you know, and you're only roasting a couple days a right. week, so it's not like you can just do it tomorrow morning. Right, and so for us, like, you know, Daniel, uh, our owner and, and kind of founder, he's in the Air Force and is an engineer. So, like, pretty often he gets shipped off somewhere, and it's like, oh, so don't see you for two weeks. It's like we're really kind of all hands on deck after hours. Like, we, right. we, we moonlight this whole entire operation. So time is kind of a, a big-time you know, commodity right. for us. And that's one of the big learning curves I had. Being wholesale, I think I've said this before on the show, but you know, small business owners are crazy, including myself. <laughs> like, and that's one hundred percent of our clientele. Yeah, you know, for our, you know, and so there's that, just getting orders in on time and fulfilling crazy, you know, grinding settings and yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. I was just thinking about that. That was nuts. It's, it's different all the time. You know, we have one account that ordered three different grind settings and different packaging. Yeah, because that they blows they, our mind. Yeah, and sort of, you know, we want to sell coffee and we want it. They're great people. They do some really cool things, but um. yeah, that, that craziness of small business owners—it's uh, something I kind of ponder. It, uh, this totally side subject from coffee, but just the the way that um, society kind of looks at uh, work in general. Like, you have your work, and then you have your life, and it's like, well, this is my life. It's not work. Right. It's just what I do. Because I want to. <laughs> How's it any different than sitting on my ass and watching TV? Well, right. I mean, it's way more productive. But <laughs> you do that because you want to <laughs> do that. I'll do this because I want to do this. Uh, and I think maybe a lot of small business owners get get stuck in this feeling like they should be working less because other people do, or they shouldn't work at a certain time. Or I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I don't know either because I, I feel the opposite. I feel All like right. I can't I can't ever get away. I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Hate you, Jesse. I'm gonna leave that all in. I don't feel like editing this. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> you feel like you can't get away? You're stuck? Is that what you feel like? Yeah, I was saying I feel like it's the opposite. <laughs> like that um, it's really hard to say no and hard to stop working, even though like there's more and more to do. But you like the work you're doing. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you don't get tired and you don't want to well, work. Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know if you if you're starting a small business and you think that you can take time off because you the owner you're the owner or you. I think wait the way I heard you talk about it, you're trying to say like small business owners feel like they should be able to separate out like work from real life. Is that no, what no, you're no. To say? no. I'm saying that that is your life. Like right. if you're gonna be a small business owner. It either is you're doing that because that's your life and that's who you are, or you need to realize that that's your life and that's who you are. Right. Like you can't. I guess what I'm saying is you can't. 
you can't be like, this is my work and this is my life, unless that's a like successful growing business that you can actually completely detach yourself from. Right. Which you can get to that point. Just takes a ridiculously insane amount of work. Come here. Yeah. Coffee is kind of like being a chef. And if you're a chef opening a restaurant, like you're on there because you have a very set menu, you have a very set mm-hmm. idea of what's going to be, you know, versus an investor that's starting a coffee company or whatever, you know, it's. So that attachment to the product itself, I think, is also what's exhausting and, and also fantastic. And that's the whole point is, is what it is. And these conversations, you know, for me, like being here and having having fun people come from around and hang out. And just before you got here today, we had a guy from Singapore. He's a wine exporter and importer to Singapore, um, fine wines. And he's in town and he heard about us and wanted to come by and try some coffee. You know? awesome. So how do you hear from you about you? I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, smoke signals, exactly. Um, No, he emailed me a few days ago wondering if we're going to be around when he can come by. Oh, cool. Um, So, but that's kind of just being open and just kind of sharing what we do. So, what's your what's your approach to roasting? Like, how do you how do you look at at the process? Uh, How do you choose the coffees that you're going to roast? All that sort of thing. Um, So, some of that's really honestly guided by Daniel. So, I I started with Key City through a Facebook message, and I was a homebrewer, and was like, hey. I'd like to do some like local coffee for a beer and daniel was like yeah like, cool let's meet and we met and he was like do you just like want to come do this with me for a while and i was like yeah man that sounds great so like it's kind of been like i did some some home roasting in college uh and just like a popcorn popper and sweet maria's just like yep. everyone else who does home roasting and is great uh and so i've really just been taught by daniel who's also from home roasting which is like we haven't gone to school for it. right so like in some ways it's like are we doing this right? I don't, it well, tastes fine. So yeah. it's, it's more like, consistent than right. home roasting. Right. Yeah. We have more control. You <laughs> right. Know? Uh, so, I mean, all that being said, like we, we have in mind, like what we want out of a cup of coffee and we try and for us, we're, we're not trying to like create coffees that like blow your mind. Like, Oh my goodness. This tastes like, like the, what did we drink yesterday? The um, Tuesday? That tastes like molasses. Oh, the Congo. Yeah. The Congo. Like it blew our mind. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. drinking like a different viscosity, like molasses. This is like wacky. Molasses cookies, like in a cup. Yeah. <laughs> but for us, like we're, we're again, bridging that gap between like college age students and then like older people who are drinking Folgers. And so you just right. need like a really round balanced cup of coffee. And you're wholesale only, yeah. right? At this point. Yeah. yeah and you kind of have to have everything. Right. Like you have to make Instagram happy and then you have to sell your coffee. So yeah. The, so you're you just know, the, the Navy it. coffee. Right. What's your favorite coffee? That we make? At the moment. No, at, just, just in, in general. general. Uh, I'm always a sucker for Ethiopians in general. Um, I really love Bird Rock Coffee out of San Diego, Hawaii, yeah, San Diego area. And yeah, got them on my water. Yeah, they're Chuck. I don't know what he like, what kind of magic he has, but <laughs> I've never been disappointed ever. <laughs> We're gonna get some of this coffee and try it on the show. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Yeah, the El Salvadorian. Like, yeah, good. Period. Cool. Yeah. Yemen has my heart, you know, forever. Yemen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think Bolivia. For me. <laughs> You're just is this every, th- is this every Thursday for y'all? Um, Pretty much. Well, they, they, it's like every other Thursday. Yeah, we get every a couple other Thursday or, yeah. We, we try to record a few. <laughs> um, 
You get better towards the end when the kind of coffee hits yeah. bottom. No, I was I was gonna ask you if you if you'd had a chance to explore coffee around Texas at all. Like if you yeah. if you've gone all the way around. Um, I haven't done like everything. Obviously, I've been to Amarillo, um, but uh, go to Austin pretty often. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like every time I go, there's somewhere new to check out. And, yeah. And see, um, like, is it uh, Houndstooth? I think that's right. No. Yeah. The, you know, some awesome cafes. Uh, you know, there's some some things even like Dallas Fort Worth, which is like where I'm from, and like Edison. Right. It's like, again, not gonna like blow your mind, but like honestly, really great coffee. Yeah. yeah. So for me, like, that's one thing I've come up against, and I think we come up against. I don't know if you can agree with this or not, but there's like coffee conversations that are like, oh yeah, this is like really great, and then like it goes into like this like pretentious realm where it's like, ah. Oh, Fleming mangoes, and it's like no one eats Fleming mango. Like, what does that even mean? You know, <laughs> right. There's like a whole other level where you're like, oh, I think you're like pushing people away. So I tend to like gravitate towards, hey, like let's talk about this and be cool. Right. And like at the point where it's like people leave conversation, it's like, oh, we should stop. Right. Because it's not making anyone more excited about it. Doesn't want to like draw people in. So our perspective on coffee overall is like, it's a community thing. Like, yeah, you drink it by yourself in the morning, but like. My best coffee moments are like with my buddies and right. hanging out. Yeah. So and the whole supply chain and yeah, all that, all that discovery. Cool. Yep. Did I answer your question? Probably yeah, not. sure. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Uh, I mean, the coffee shop growing up that like kind of like turned me on to coffee is called Roots, and I went to the Northwestern Hills one, mm. and they were like the first place I like pour over, and I was like. That's really weird. Like, why does he have this kettle with a weird neck on it? You know, so <laughs> right, I went from yeah. like French press, and that was like the next thing. You know, so yeah. it's amazing what just a little bit of care. Yeah. Well, and then like watching them grow because like they were like opened up in a space, and it was like, hey, concrete floors, and we have chairs. So right. there you go. And, like that was it. And now <laughs> you go back, and it's like, y'all are a bunch of hipsters. Like you were in skinny jeans, and like. <laughs> have like weird tattoos now like what's happened you know long beards going all the way up yeah the door. yeah does this does this latte come with a beard here in it because if not you should add one yeah right it's ridiculous it's extra do etching yeah yeah with it <laughs> they call it latte art they're just like just yeah that's awful <laughs> yeah that's our ending yep <laughs> <laughs> no let's do let's do a legitimate ending I'm gonna have to edit so much <laughs> Thank you for joining us from Texas, Brock. Hey, it's been lovely. (laughs) Glad to be here in this impromptu. Hey, we're gonna do this. We uh, definitely like dropping podcasts on people. Yeah, yeah, definitely feel like it's been dropped on me. Mm -hmm. Sufficiently dropped. I warned you if you hung out here long enough, there'd be a podcast. Yeah, I was gonna try and leave, and then you started pulling up mic, and I was like, dang. Yep. Suckered in. Nice try. That's that's the uh, that's the tax. He doesn't shut the door on you. Just reels you in and makes you work. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I, don't, I haven't worked. No, I've just been hanging out. But I guess yeah. now I'm working. It's definitely worked. Very stressful, stressful work. Mm-hmm. You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.